All right, well, a few weeks ago, I worked on cleaning out the garage. All the boys were gone and Terry was somewhere and I was like, I'm gonna clean the garage. And made, spent a good portion of the day. I took the, these white plastic shelves we have on one wall, took them all out, took the stuff all on them out first. Uh, took the, the white shelves out into the yard, hosed them all down. I don't know what the neighbors thought I was doing, but uh, hosing all these shelves off and got Clorox wipes and cleaned off all the, all the shelves. And then I went, put the, the shelves back in the garage and put the things on, back on the shelves while at the same time, you know, going through those things, throwing some of them out and also you know, setting aside some stuff uh, to take to the Twin City Mission resale shop. It's been a good day doing that and the garage looked, looked a lot better. Well, while I was working in the garage, I remembered a bit the comedian George Carlin had in his stand-up routine about stuff. Everybody remember George Carlin? I mean, people of a certain age will know George Carlin. Um, stuff, he said about stuff, he said, a house is, is, is just a place for your stuff. That's all your house is, is a place to keep your stuff. If you didn't have so much stuff, you wouldn't need a house. You could walk around all the time. A house is just a pile of stuff with a cover on it. That's what a house is, a place to keep your stuff while you go out and get more stuff, right. And he said, sometimes you gotta move. You gotta get a bigger house. Why? No more room for your stuff. So stuff and things and possessions are what Jesus believes is getting in the way of the young man who comes to Jesus with the question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Now this man is a genuine seeker. He came up and knelt before Jesus and asked him a serious question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Yeah, you know, we might rephrase it as how can I how can I be how can I be connected to God and God's kingdom now and forever? Well, instead of answering him directly, Jesus said, "You know the commandments and the Jesus lists some of those commandments, and the man answers, yes, I have kept all of them from my youth. And then it says, Jesus looked at the man and loved him. Now, this man is the only person in the gospel according to Mark that Jesus is said to have loved. And I think in that moment, Jesus perceives what is getting in the way of the man inheriting eternal life. Stuff. And so Jesus says, there's one thing you lack. Sell what you own, give the money to the poor, then come follow me. And this is not what the man was expecting to hear. I don't know what he thought Jesus would tell him, but Jesus saw that this man needed what this man needed to do. And instead of following Jesus, he went away in sorrow because he had many possessions. He had a lot of stuff. Steve Martin said, I dig baby talk. Never mind. <laughs> I listened to too many comedy albums when I was growing up. Uh, well, this man was so close to finding out what he thought he was looking for, and he wouldn't take the last step of self-sacrifice and become a devoted follower of Jesus and Jesus' way. And with this encounter over, Jesus said to his disciples, how hard it will be for a person with wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed by this. And they had good reason to be perplexed because it was commonly thought in antiquity that the wealthy were closer to God 
because the wealthy had the leisure time to devote themselves to religious study, religious practice, and to worship. People who had to work all day and into the hours of the night just didn't have the time to devote themselves to God, so they were thought to be further away from God than wealthy people who had that time to devote. But here Jesus upends the conventional wisdom as he usually does. Like A&M upended the conventional wisdom last night by defeating the University of Alabama in football. Yeah, roll tide. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, the University of Texas upheld the conventional wisdom by failing to defeat OU yesterday. But the wealthy, the wealthy are not any closer to God than anyone else. That's what Jesus, in part, is saying. And we can get lost on dwelling on how Jesus tells the man to sell everything he owns and follow him and how hard it is for the wealthy to enter the kingdom of God. But one of the points of this lesson is for us to know that, is that salvation comes from God. Salvation is not something we produce for ourselves. We can put ourselves in the position to receive salvation, to participate in what God is doing, but it comes from the outside of ourselves. And we have to be prepared to receive the kingdom, to receive God's grace, participate in what God is doing, and follow wherever God may lead us. Uh, in her book, Big Magic, the author Elizabeth Gilbert gets at this idea of receptivity when she says the ancient Romans believed that artists were inspired by something outside of themselves. They were inspired by something called a genius, a being that existed outside of the artist with which the artist came into contact and with its help was able to create art. Elizabeth Gilbert also says that it was during the Renaissance that the word genius became attached to the person, to the artist like Leonardo da Vinci or Michelangelo were considered geniuses. Well, it's a switch. It used to be that the person was inspired by the genius, not they were a genius themselves. Well, the disciples recognized that they themselves did not have the resources within themselves to realize the kingdom of God in their lives, but they recognized that power in the person of Jesus, and they followed him, and they gave themselves up to the kingdom that Jesus enacted. And Peter even points this out by saying, we left everything and followed you. And Jesus says to them, truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold in this age and in the age to come. So salvation, again, is not something the disciples make for themselves, but is a gift from God to be received. It is not something the disciples do on their own, but something that God does first. So the man asks, what can I do to inherit eternal life? And that question is the problem. What can I do? What can I do? It's not all about what I do or what we do. It's about what God does or has done and is doing. <coughs> and what Jesus is saying here is that we have to be willing to show up and follow him. And do, to do so, we may need to be willing to leave some things behind, to remove some obstacles in our way, whether it's possessions, habits, destructive patterns of thinking. For the man, it's for him to sell his possessions. And Jesus looks at each of us and loves us and know what each, knows what each of us needs to sell, give up, or leave behind. 
We need only to discern what those things are. Elizabeth Gilbert, she said that she had to leave behind self-doubt and show up at the empty page to write her follow-up to her very successful book, Eat, Pray, Love. But by showing up, she was putting herself in the position to apprehend that creative power with whose help she could produce and create art. And through worship and prayer and other practices of the Christian life, we put ourselves in a position to receive the kingdom of God, to make ourselves receptive to it, to be available to what God is doing. We just need to remember how Jesus sent out the 70 disciples to proclaim the good news and to heal the sick. Jesus sent them out to do what he was already doing. He started it. They participated in what he was doing. And so God calls us to participate in what God is already doing. And so it's not all up to us. We're not let off the hook. We still participate in what God is doing, but it's not all up to us. It is God's kingdom, not ours. So who can be saved, the disciples ask. For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God, all things are possible. Salvation comes from God. It's God's kingdom. May we discern what is getting in the way of it, so that we may receive it, follow Jesus, and go wherever he may take us. Amen.